This podcast is Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Chasing love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to a brand new podcast. A brand new season. A brand new. Well, it's the same old crew, the same old homies, with a whole new level of, of entertainment and shenanigans. The Bourbon and Bordelone, Bourbon and Bordelone crew has transformed into the Bourbon and Bouches crew. Ew. As we plan to embark on a season of Insecure. And I got everybody here with me. I got Corey, I got Janae, I got Juanita, wow, I got what's Jabri. up? I'm in the building. Yo. Hi guys. Let's go. We yeah, we are here. Black Tastic Podcast Networking It Out. But this is gonna be a quarantine. little bit different, y'all, because uh <laughs> yeah, we are quarantine. it's the it's the it's the quarantine podcast uh collective. I like that. But since we're doing bourbon and bouches, we're gonna we're gonna conversate this one a little bit differently. Cause see, we we try to keep the language <laughs> safe and secure on on bourbon and border loans, but we're going to do a little different here because on Insecure, they get into it. They get downright inappropriate. So we're going to be a little more free. And we are looking forward to you all coming along on this ride with us. So before we get into Insecure and, and, and our hopes and dreams, MLK-like, how's everybody doing? Corey, how you doing? How, how's, the, how's the quarantine treating you? Man, you know, it's boring as hell around here, man. But I'm surviving, bro. You know, do about two hours of work a day, 22 hours of chilling. I'm making it. 22 hours of chilling. That's the yeah. only way to do it. What about you, Janae? You know, I'm doing okay. I still got a job, so amen to that. Um, allergies been whooping my ass, but that's a whole nother conversation. At least it ain't the Rona. And, um, yeah, we, we making it. We doing okay. All right, that's what I like to hear. Shanice, um, how are you making out? Well, you know, um, I've been in the house for about four weeks. Um, not uh, not much more I can say. <laughs> I'm currently, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's What a time to be alive right now. That's all. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Real deep, real deep there. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Uh, you know, Jabri, how about you? Yeah, man, it's been posted up real hard, dealing with all these different levels of homeschooling. Um, I got I got a first grade class, a second grade class, seventh grade class. We're doing a lot on the computer, trying to take turns. Um, but all, all in all, I can't complain, man. Ain't nobody sick. That's what it's all about. Ain't nobody sick. Amen. Yeah, same here. Same same here. Mikasa over here. Everybody's doing pretty well. We're doing the homeschooling thing too. Um, but I'm also doing a lot of free play. <laughs> must be nice. A whole lot of free play. A lot of, lot of recess. <laughs> recess yes. every other hour. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, we just, yes, all of it. Having a good time, enjoying all of the uh I'm glad the weather's breaking too because we're enjoying the outside too. Yeah. Learning is happening outside. So, we are here to discuss season four of Insecure, which which drops 
the the episode one drops on April 12th. And we're all fans of the show. Everybody here watches Insecure. We all have um, probably all have uh, varying opinions on Issa's love life, Molly's love life. Uh, some people are Team Lawrence. Yeah, Team Lawrence. <laughs> some people are Team. That was a big discussion. Of course, uh, Lawrence. <laughs> I'm always I on mean, the right team. I'm on the right side of things. Oh Lord! Yeah, I mean, listen, we had we had characters like like our man Nathan showed up. Um, there's a ton of characters on this show that we love and enjoy, and people that annoy us to no end. So what we're gonna do as we prepare to kick off this this new season, we're gonna we're gonna give you our impressions or our opinions on different characters, talk a little bit about the show as a whole, and you know, do a real proper like. AF. <laughs> the episodes of the first episode was like something AF, and the something was the second season was like hella, hella fresh, like and a hella, hella. Second hella. season was hella. Uh-huh. Was the first season hella? The, the, trash. the second season was was hella, I believe, and the last season was something like. Okay, I, I have think. to say, I, re- I started rewatching the whole season, the whole show. And I like this show a lot more this time around than I did the first time I watched it. I, I liked it then, but watching mm-hmm. it as like a complete body of work, I'm really enjoying it in a way that I don't remember enjoying it as much. Like the fluidity and the continuity of it is a lot more entertaining watching the whole thing like in, in a straight line. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of, you see the vision. You can, you can really appreciate the vision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the music is crazy. Like the music, the, the, I remember thinking the show had really good music, but mm-hmm. watching it straight through, like I'm, I spend a lot of time shazamming songs that I know I've yeah. shazammed before. Yeah, but I'm trying to find out what every song is, like all the time. No, you know so what I'm really I enjoying this. What's that? I realized that I am a hundred percent an insecure soundtrack girl because when I was watching <laughs> the show, when I, when I was watching the show again, I just noticed that all the songs, well, most of the songs that they were playing, are like in my light. What do you call that? Board on Spotify? I'm I'm that girl, the insecure soundtrack girl. That's me. <laughs> it makes sense to me. Yeah, I realized that I actually did Shazam a lot of songs off of Insecure because as they would come on, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember I really liked that song and it's already in my iTunes. So Exactly. Yeah, they, they did that. Did it. Yeah. I'm with y'all. I really I'm really enjoying really enjoying the music. The music fits the show very well. Like it, it's they. I know Raphael Sadiq was a music supervisor, and my yep. man putting his foot all up and through. Of course, he is uh, through that job. Yeah, I like how the songs are always so topical. Like it's usually got yeah. to do what's going on at the time. Yeah, like and they're the used as like work. good transition pieces too to like really set the mood for what the next scene is about to be. Yeah, they, they it's almost like another character in the show. Right. Speaking of characters in the show, like who's y'all favorite character on this show? Corey, who's your favorite character? Man, you know, bro, I'm all Team Lawrence, man. I like Lawrence, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Why do you like Lawrence? Why man, do you like Lawrence? Because, man, he started from the bottom, now he's here, bro. You know, uh, my man, you know, he when the, when the show started off, man, he was going through some hard times, trying to find a job, you know. I, you know, I can relate to that. I've been in that situation before, you know, a college student, you know, trying to find your way out here in this world. 
And you know, my man worked his way up, man. You know, uh, you know, he was done wrong by a female. Um, we'll get to that a later. Female. But, but, uh, Here we go. You know, Lawrence. He, you know, he's a solid dude, man. I, I fool with Lawrence, man. My favorite character is Lawrence, man. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I, I think there's this idea you could, you could believe because of how this show started as an awkward black girl that this is a show for women. But this show really is like a, it's for dudes too. Like this is 100% a show everybody. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is 100% a show for everybody. Like yeah. Lawrence, that first season, especially Lawrence oh was effectively, he was, a, he was a good dude who just needed to get off his, he needed to get out of his own way of thinking what he should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And he thought he was supposed to be one place. And instead of trying to get there, he was, moping around he instead of finding another way there he was sitting there trying to figure out why he wasn't where he thought he should be but you and, know life can beat you down sometimes man you know he, he when you do a bunch of interviews man and you're not getting the positions and you feel like you qualify for him man sometimes you can get you can feel defeated bro and my dog was just defeated for a second but you know he bounced back he did he did over the years I mean, it was like five years of struggle. <laughs> or he was on a drug for what, two years or something like that? Or? Hey, man, it ain't, no, it, ain't, it ain't no time limit on the struggle. It ain't no time limit on the struggle now. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that statement. I mean, I'm sure that job at Best Buy was available well yeah. before he got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but sometimes, hold up, man. Now, when you, man, when you didn't been to, in his case, he had been to Georgetown, man, a prestigious university, man. He probably felt like, not saying it's right or wrong, but he probably felt like he was above that, man. He went there so he would never have to work at Best Buy. Right? That was the reason I he mean, went to a school like that. To, to you were working like, at Best Buy, but you could have been Best Buy high school. on your girlfriend couch. But the only I mean, reason to work at Best Buy is if you need money. It's like, it's not like that's going to further your career. So it right. got to where he needed money, so he went to work at Best Buy. Right. Well, at first, he was getting unemployment. Yeah, he's going. Yeah. <sighs> oh, at first, wow. he was getting un. Well, hold on. When the show started, he was getting unemployment, so he was impressed for money. Like Best Buy and unemployment, probably the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he didn't really feel a need to go to Best Buy. So you know. Okay. Well, you know where Lawrence ended up? He ended up with chlamydia. Okay. <laughs> Man, Lawrence, Lawrence you're gonna see Lawrence make a sh- uh, Lawrence. I'm just saying, wide, hunty. <laughs> Had to call everybody. True, true story. True story. He called everybody like he's supposed <laughs> I wouldn't call nobody. Well, nobody heard from me. I, I bet me you would. Like oh, a little trifling. Lawrence is a stand-up guy. I actually, I, I, I'm on Team Lawrence too because ultimately, I do agree with with what was her name, Tasha, in the second season when you know he 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 stepped out of his lane. Yeah, he did her wrong. He stepped he stepped out of his lane trying to be somebody he wasn't. Right, like he was trying he was trying out this new freedom, and he didn't know what to do with it exactly. So she she ended up being the casualty of of Lawrence. Stepping outside of himself, but he's, overall, I think Lawrence is a pretty solid. He's a pretty solid dude. He's yeah, he's well intentioned. I don't think that he goes into situations like wanting to be a fuck nugget, but he's selfish. Like I think he expects people to just kind of operate on his terms, and he doesn't really communicate effectively. And he has these feelings that he doesn't really share in a meaningful way, and then people just kind of end up being casualties 
to like things that he knew he was going through, but that he didn't really adequately communicate. And you saw it with Issa and you saw it with Tasha. And, you know, I think now we're in a space where Lawrence has finally, you know, has done some self-reflection and, and is trying to, you know, kind of take himself out of the selfishness and what he feels like his expectations of how things should go are. And so I, I, I expect to see more growth from Lawrence. I'm, I'm, I, I have positive, uh, I'm thinking po- more positively of Lawrence now than I, I have been in you. previous seasons. <laughs> All right, I definitely feel you on Tasha, but can you go into what you feel like he did wrong to Issa? Right. I mean, I'm more so th- I'm more so thinking in the beginning, pre pre cheating, uh, before Issa cheated. Uh, he kind. I mean, he definitely took it. on the second but, episode. Okay, before he knew she cheated. But let's let's go there. He definitely took advantage of Issa's kindness, just laying on the couch, no job. He wasn't really showing her the love and affection and the effort. And I mean, of course, there's. I mean, <laughs> about to rehash this whole thing. Wait, you can't. You can't. Well, hold up, hold up. Hell no. What? You can't. He 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 in a situation. Love ain't his focus right now. He's he's a man. He's trying to be a provider for his woman. He's trying to focus on trying provider? to find a job. Excuse me. Provide what? Yeah. His focus is job hunting. In the, the show when started, he, he was going on interviews. When was he exactly? He, 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 what are you talking he, about? Hold on. The season started. He had a headhunter. He was going on interviews every okay. week. All right. Okay. So he yeah, was doing several job. interviews in season one. Yeah, Maybe and season one, but season one, he was going on a lot of interviews. Right. He just okay. wasn't getting a job. But then also, he wasn't washing no dishes in the house. He forgot Issa's birthday. Like at what point? At what point does he have any actual responsibility to the? At what point does the woman? At what point does the woman say we're going through a tough time and we and when we bounce out of this shit, then we can have fun? It this was ain't fun. two it ain't years. Fun. It's it's many, two years. You were not bringing no money to the table. Nothing. And then you can't watch bringing it, money. Dude. He got. He, he got. He got uh, unemployment. He was getting bringing money. Um, okay. Okay. So let me say this. I don't. I actually. I can understand why you would think that Lawrence needed to do better. I think saying he was taking advantage of it is, is, is like more of an active stance. I think he just got caught up in his own stuff. I, he got caught up. He got caught up in his struggle and his struggle overrode what he was paying attention to. I don't think it was intentional or malicious. Yeah. No, I said that. I definitely think that he was trying to be better. Right. No, I, I completely get that. And I, again, I started this whole thing off where, about that I do think Lawrence wants to be a good guy I think he's well into well intentioned and I don't think that he goes into these things you know wanting to be like a, a bad dude but I think he gets so caught up in his own circumstances that he doesn't really consider the way he makes other people feel and Man, he leaves this people in his wake so what I would say in the beginning, like he was in sort of a state of depression about his his circumstances. You can't you can't love nobody when you're depressed, and and, and people shouldn't expect love from a depressed person, right? That's you being fair. selfish, like you being selfish if you expect if you expecting a depressed person to provide love to you, like he he not in that mental state to do that. So See, I think that's a bridge too far. Yeah, I think you're so right that, the first half. He's depressed. Okay, he to is. say that she's selfish for expecting love, I think that's a bridge too far. From a depressed person? Why are we together? If if I can't expect if I can't expect any love or effort from you, if you're not if you don't have the capacity to provide me with that, then I think that's the point of which because we're a team. Because we're a team, you got you can't you can't get the love because you got to ride uh-uh, out the, the waves, uh-uh, right? You uh-uh, got to no, yeah. 
Oh, you if you are you not the same player? Okay, what you? I, I don't know. I'm not the same. Yeah. If you can't wait. What? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I kind of. I kind of agree that Lawrence was in a bad place and, and I wouldn't say that you can't, well, I would say that you can't expect love from a depressed person, but then like Janae said, then, then we don't need to be together. So then that's just that. When, but then if, hold on, if you can't be there in my hard times though, when I get out of this depression, I don't need you. I mean, sure. But how, how long do you expect Issa to have to give up the things that she needs in a relationship? Like what, I mean, at what point does she get what she needs out of it? If she's been waiting for two years, five years, however long it had been, at what point does her, do her yeah, needs come that. into play? That, so yeah, that's definitely if a time limit on that. If she wanted to break up with him, she had the option to do that. She Fair. Do that. She did. And, and she I, wanted to. I, Remember, I say, that yeah. was a whole conversation she had with Molly about, about leaving him because she wasn't getting what she needed. Right, right. And, and, and she let's just also didn't be do cl- that. They were together for five years. For two of those years, he did not have a job. Like, I, she held him down, like, for a significant amount of time. And, right. and I mean, there there gets a point. To, it's, it, it's, it's draining. And if I don't see you, like, okay, you've been, I know you're in a tough spot. I know you've been looking for these jobs. I know it's not going the way you want to. But, like, in the interim, like, in the meantime, like, okay, we got to do something. Like, what what can we do? And Lawrence wasn't particularly receptive to that. And it wasn't until, you know, Issa kind of pushed him like, we, you need to get out, do something that he finally was like, okay, I'm going to go get this job at Best Buy. And yeah, it, it was a, a hard pill to swallow, but like, you, you can't just sit here and wallow in pity. And look, we have more than one season. By the second season, he's doing much better, but he's doing much better professionally, but personally, he kind of goes the other way, right? Like he can't, the, the, the well-intentioned good dude that we saw in the first, in the first season Still existed there, but again, he was Lawrence is clearly a relationship guy. He ain't he ain't a single dude. He ain't built to be a single guy. He don't know what he's well, doing. Wait, 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 what, what did he do? What did he do? What did he do wrong in any he season? Got I'm confused. He got I chlamydia. That's what he did. No, I don't that's think he did anything right. wrong. I just don't think I don't think he did anything wrong. I just don't know that he's built to be a player. Like he's not built for he's that not. life. Like some dudes are built for that. He's not. He's not a guy that's built for that. You know what I mean? Like you can tell. You can see it. He just. I mean, he's really goofy. He don't really got no game. Like he just—he he even you know, admitted he just, that though in the last season when he was talking to his dad, talking about how he wanted, you know, the relationship like his parents had. He alluded to that. He not—he's not about that life. Well, you know, once you so start, but once you start winning, you know, you gotta go out there and have fun, and you know, explore with it. You know, what's available out in the streets. Like, I, it's not a—I don't see nothing wrong with that. He you know, know. But you also still have to be clear. You have to be. Yeah, man. The only thing he really did wrong was he he didn't tell Tasha he didn't want to come to the yeah. picnic. Like, yeah. oh, that she was catching feelings. Like, he got to the picnic. Uncle whatever already knew who he was. Hey, so this is Lawrence. So she'd been around talking about him. Like, he was joining the family. He wasn't ready for that. He wanted right. to go hang out with the homies at the uh, at the at the uh, after hour uh, after drinks or whatever. So if he had just been honest about that, we wouldn't have been able to call him a fuck nigga for uh, what he did with Tasha. Because it seemed like she the one who forgot what the parameters of the relationship was supposed to be. I don't think right. they ever set the parameters up. I was going to say, I don't, did I don't he forget the, or were the, they the just never clear? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I don't, they ever I don't, said I don't, it. I think get the impression that he ever actually, like, he just let her go with the flow. Yeah. And if she didn't say anything, then he wasn't, he wasn't gonna say going to say nothing. He wasn't going to, precisely. Right. But if it's not clear, there's no parameters. He, like, right. you can't break rules when there ain't no rules. 
that facts. True. Yeah, but you also let somebody else try to figure out what you're doing based on your actions. And if your actions aren't lining up necessarily, like, we all know how this goes. It's easy to say, well, you should know better because I'm only showing up on Friday, stay until Sunday. But then what we also saw was they went out on a date during the week, right? Because Chad made some comment to him about how he's being that dude and Lawrence doesn't want to be that dude. So he tries to be a better dude. But he was being a better dude despite what he really wanted to be doing, which not, which was not be in that kind of relationship with her. I don't know. I I didn't see nothing wrong with even him sliding out. I I done slid out of so many events unannounced. Like I to me that I don't think that I don't think that makes I don't think that (laughs) makes one a fuck nigga. Like that's to me that's a strong label to throw on somebody for sliding out of event unannounced. I can see how that might be relatable for you. Nah, you know I I I don't have to make no announcement. I ain't make no announcement when I was coming. I don't make no announcement when I'm going. Well, Corey, no. I think you're all right. Well, let's do this. We talked about Lawrence enough. We could spend a whole we could spend a whole two hours talking about Lawrence. Let's move on to let's move on to Issa. Why we start with Lawrence and not Issa? It's her Issa. show. Well, I asked Corey what I well I yeah. ended up asking Corey who his favorite character was. He said oh, Lawrence. That's that's how we got here. Lawrence. Mm. So I'm bringing I'm bringing it back to Issa. I'm bringing it back to the main character on Insecure. Let's bring it back to Issa. So where 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 do we stand on Issa? How is She's she's progressed she's progressed a lot from the first season. Janae, where do you stand with Issa? You know, I think Issa Issa, like you said, Issa's grown a lot. I think Issa has been in kind of this this phase of, of self-discovery. I think that she was with Lawrence for a really long time and then once that relationship ended, she had to try to figure out who she was without that thing. And then she had the whole Daniel saga, which, you know, even predates Lawrence to an extent. And I think that was a whole thing, you know, trying to figure out that baggage with him and and the way that kind of seeing herself through the eyes of these, you know, men that she was dealing with, because Daniel kind of just viewed her. She already had insecurities with Daniel, um, you know, feeling like, you know, he kind of passed her up once before. And then, you know, he started showing her interest and then that kind of brought up her self-esteem. And so they went through this whole back and forth and then that situation ended. And then I think in this most recent season, you know, you see her get with Nathan, um, you know, somebody who's, you know, brand new, no baggage, no history. And she can kind of create, you know, a new story with him. And then beyond that, you know, she's you know, left her job and we got y'all, you know, another thing that had been a staple in her life for a really long time. And she's, you know, pursuing this new passion of, you know, trying to throw this block party. And I was know, so, so glad think, we, quit. we got y'all. Yeah, they, that was a overdue. We got y'all as a mess. We got y'all as a hot mess. And also, uh, <laughs> anyway, we can talk about we got y'all. But anyway, I say all of that to say that I think Issa is finally in a space where I think that she is living her life for her and not for, you know, a man, not for she's 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 really, you know, pursuing her passion and pursuing her dreams. And I'm excited to see, you know, where Issa is and, and where this story picks up in the next season, because it seemed like at the end of last season, you know, Issa, you was really, you know, standing in her strength and like, you know, fuck these niggas like I'm out here. I'm a bad bitch. You got my apartment. I'm doing it for myself. Boom. Here we go. So I'm excited for her. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I'm happy for Issa too. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. Already after we talked Lawrence and we talked a little Issa, that you know Lawrence is a bad communicator who can't get his feelings across, and I didn't really hear any, any of that in the Issa breakdown. Um, right. 
notice the bias there. Not the best with uh, being bare and honest. Uh, she has a lot going on in her head and in her mirror <laughs> that uh, people never really hear. I mean, the mirror gets all of her true thoughts, but yeah. her life don't. And you know, that's something that she grasped a little bit. I like that she stood up to Nathan, didn't take him back, you know, right away when he showed up, uh, you know, skipping all the way to season three. But from season one, you know, she wasn't being, she wasn't satisfied with Lawrence and she didn't talk to him enough about that. Like, oh, one, 3,000 <laughs> percent. I will, I will say that nobody on this show. It's a good communicator. Like, Absolutely not. Across the board. <laughs> that's so not that's true at all. Chad is a great communicator. Chad oh my is a gosh. wonderful communicator. Chad is also a jerk, but whatever. But you know exactly where you stand with Chad at all times. Chad has nothing to the imagination. That is true. He's yeah. kind of my favorite, actually. Communicator. He's a great communicator, but he's not equipped to have the type of emotional, um, intellectual discussions that I think, you know, Lawrence be needing to have. But I mean, you're right. He's, he, he'll get to the point. And, and, look, and Chad is also engaged to be married. Like, uh, well, at least he was <laughs> <Right>. early on. <laughs> he was, then he wasn't. Now he is. He again. was, and he was. And, and, and I think Kelly's a good communicator. Oh, yes. <sighs> Another one of my favorites. Yeah, because I like that. It's, it's, uh, it's the unfiltered people who just, they just call it like it is, right? Yeah, like now, our main characters are not good communicators. Right, right. right. Granted, we don't really see Kelly or, or Chad in their relationships, for real. Yeah, for that's true, too. How they are within that, but... That's true, you know, too. They're, they, they, they enjoy the role of being the conscience. Yeah. And they take that responsibility on fully, and they don't, they don't pull back. But yeah. I agree that everybody else is a pretty bad... Like, like Molly's a terrible communicator. Mm-hmm. But she, the thing about it is, she thinks she's not though. She right, she's super judgmental. So she's like, she's that person who thinks that she got it all together and can tell you where you got it wrong while also having all the problems in her own life. Yeah, which is the worst kind of person. I call that being a Lisa. <laughs> Lisa Simpson. She can point out anything that you do wrong, but when it comes down to her, she does whatever she wants. That's Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of got to, for, for her own stuff, you kind of got to spell it out for her because she's not very self-aware in that way. She, she, you know, she's a victim of her own expectations, too. I think she has an idea of how things are supposed to go. And if they don't, you know, check off her boxes, she kind of spirals. Um, and so, yeah. But I was do, actually do very. Oh, no, we didn't. We got the sidetrack. <laughs> Where was we saying about Issa? Sidetrack. Sidetracked from what? What do we get sidetracked from? We were talking about Issa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Keep going. I'm, I'm, what? How? What about you, Shawnee? Where you? Where do you at with Issa? I, you know, I Issa is not actually my favorite character. I think that she is a little annoying to me. I don't know if it's more this past season, but that kind of adds to like, I don't know how how real her character is. I feel like. I don't know. She's Issa's not my favorite. I don't know. I I, I she I liked her more by the time by the third season than I did early on. Like I I did not like her either because I actually in rewatching it I was actually way more entertained by her as a human being than I was when I remember watching it before. Um, I used to think that she and Molly were very insufferable people, and yeah. I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way now. Like I actually like Issa. A lot. Like I would want to hang out with Issa. Molly, I'm kind of yeah. on the fence about sometimes. No, I, I wouldn't Issa, hang out with Issa. I wouldn't Issa hang out with Issa. Like, yeah. 
I, I, I would not. But towards the end, I think you're right, um, Panama. Towards the end of the last season, I started feeling a little bit more sympathetic towards her. I especially like the fact that she stood up for herself against Molly when um, when Molly yeah. when she found out that Molly told um, Nathan to to um, beat it. I kind of, yeah. I kind of was rooting for Issa at that point because I feel like she never speaks up for herself. She kind of just lets things like lets the chips fall where they may and never kind of asserts herself in any particular direction. So I, I appreciated the fact that she stood up to herself and kind of told Molly about herself in that moment when it had something yeah. like something to do with something that she thought was important. But other than that, she'd be blown. Yeah. Yeah, Issa kind of had to hit rock bottom, you know, and then really like rebuild herself from the way up from like losing Lawrence, losing the apartment, working in this job that she don't want no more, then quitting the job, you know, getting with Nathan, he ghosted her. And so she really had to like, she had to figure out how to, you know, really be her own best advocate because Mm -hmm. she lost everything else. There was nobody else to lean on. Yeah, I'll say I'm proud of Issa. I'm proud of Issa. She's growing up. You thought that that was the right call for her to tell Molly off for sending Nathan away? Yeah. Who the, who the hell Molly thinks she is? Do you disagree? I mean, so, so as somebody who's been in that situation where you're hanging with your boys and then uh, their girls show up or, or try to call them or text them and then all, all of a sudden the night gets sidetracked, I felt... Well, she should have told her it was the argument. Yeah. I mean... You you tell them later. You tell them yeah, later. But she, yeah, because but she what did. happened was she either she either would have been thinking about it all night, or she would have gone and talked to him, and they never would have gone to the movie. You That's know? true. Those were the two I, other outcomes. I think I I get where Molly was coming from in the moment when she did it, and I'm not I'm not even going to say that she was wrong for doing that. But I also don't think that Molly had any real intention of telling her because even when she did, she was telling Issa and essentially like giving her own self a pat on the back. Like, hey, look what I did. I did you a favor, girl. And, you know, pretty much assuming that Issa had, you know, completely washed her hands of the situation that she wouldn't have any interest in having a conversation and making her get any closure. And that's not the way that everybody operates. That might be the way Molly operates. But Issa may have still wanted to have that conversation on her own time with Nathan. And she wasn't going to really give her that opportunity because it'd be one thing to go through the whole night and be like, yo, I'm going to tell you, like, right before we went out tonight, Nathan has stopped by. I don't know if y'all want to have any kind of discussion, but I didn't think it was the right time right before your birthday. And I wanted to make sure you had a good night. Boom. Uh-huh. But, like, yep. don't pretend like, you know. You did me a favor. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't rob me of that opportunity to have that discussion with him because I might still. And don't try to make me feel bad. Because I might still want to have that discussion with him. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so where are we at with Molly then? Where we, I mean, we talked about Molly, I think. But, <laughs> she entertains too. You know. She's a hot mess. Well, really Corey, let me ask you. How do you feel about Molly? How do you feel about Molly, Corey? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Molly fan at all, man. And I wasn't a fan of her even from the beginning. Um, I think, like, more so, I didn't like her her personality. I didn't like her approach to dating. You know, she tried to play my man that was working the enterprise at first. She was like, you know, she didn't want to holler at him. She was more interested in meeting them dudes off the league, uh, and and that ended up not working out for. Her. Like, I just ain't uh, I ain't like her whole approach to to nothing. I'm not a Molly fan at all. Matter of fact, like Molly's one of the people where you see what you put out is what you get back. Sometimes, like all that. 
all that excess, all that that judgment and all that stuff, like it just yeah. it, it doesn't work in our favor. And you see that play out over the course of all the seasons. Like it just does not work in a way that in, in, in a positive way for her. She needs some changes. She needs to make some changes. Yeah, you're talking about you know Issa's growth. Molly has not grown. You're right. <laughs> Same place. Molly still just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what she expects out of life, but nothing is satisfying to her. You know, yeah. I don't. She got this real idealistic view of. Yeah, but like, yeah, she doesn't want to settle down. She don't want the nice guy. She don't want Sterling K. Brown. She intellectually knows that she needs somebody <laughs> like that, but she don't like him because she's not at that place. She don't like him. But then, you know, she want to, um, you know, guy she's more attracted to and but that's not satisfying. Dating around, sleeping around is not satisfying because she feels like she needs to be beyond that. So, like, right. she's pretty much doing anything right now. And that hasn't changed from season one to three. Yeah, she, she reminds me a lot of people much. who have that. That She does. She, she, she is literally the definition of doing too much. And it works that's out. Funny. You know, she, she has the ability to let that, to, to not let that sidetrack her because professionally on paper she's doing well right she's right. a lawyer she you know she's on she's paper, one of those people that yeah. can always fall back on on paper i'm doing fine so my life is not in shambles mm, because i have i have these achievements but her life is is pretty much boilerplate for in shambles all over the place like there's no satisfaction there for her and even at work, like she's allowed, you know, her ambition and this, you know, fear of people like getting over on her to like alienate herself from, you know, even her coworkers. So it's like, sis, like if you just just relax and stop, you know, trying to beat people to the punch, you know, trying to essentially like, you know, get over on people before they can get over on her. Like it's, it's too much. Yeah. Um, just right quick. I know I already have my turn, but. It's funny that you said she was doing the most because I wrote in my notes that if you ever had trouble explaining to someone the meaning of the phrase doing the most, you need oh, to yeah. Molly for a while because she does stuff when she could just be quiet. Nobody asked her anything. But Nobody she asked you. And say the wrong <laughs> thing. It's like As opposed to Issa, Issa get put on the spot sometimes. And sometimes you mess up when you get put on the spot. But Molly just be chilling and then she jump out there. And it's just yeah. <laughs> of doing the most. She just always is doing something. And it's usually the And it's not even like clever. Like she's such a disappointment. Like she especially the way that well, she handles disappointment. Well, because I just feel like she has so much potential, she just doesn't use it in a way that really benefits her in the long run. Like it's all like short term wins. Like, okay, you know, you're you're enjoying like little bouts of pleasure but with a married man who doesn't have any commitment to you yeah you you know you got lead partner on the account but now you buy yourself and none of your co-workers fuck with you like it's just like let's just calm down like and move let's move a little bit slower and like just think sometimes and maybe you'll just make like more long-term wins and in, in life in general i don't know she just just constantly fumbles the bag what I will say, though, it seemed like, though, after Issa, you know, kind of told her about herself, about the whole Nathan thing that caused her to kind of, you know, introspect a little bit. And, you know, she tried to go and, you know, make up with her coworkers, but they I mean, they still not feeling her at the moment, but right, <laughs> burn that bridge. But then also she, um, you know, ended up giving a call back to, to Andrew, the Asian guy who, 
you know, she was giving the blues to, but she realized that she might have cut him off a little too soon too, which she tends to do when people, again, don't check off, you know, all her boxes. Um, you know, so it seems like, you know, she might be trying to take some steps to, you know, mend some of these, you know, relationships that she's kind of like <laughs> burnt up um, yeah. just through her own doing too much activity. If Burning Bridges um, so, was a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hope she's, I don't know, I hope she starts listening to her therapist more and, um, you know, really just kind of relaxing a little bit and, and letting go and letting things kind of happen in the time they'll happen. So I have a question. I, and this is, this is a thought that I had. I don't see Molly and Issa being long-term friends. And here's why. Like, you see Issa, I do think Issa is experiencing growth. And I do agree that I don't think Molly really changed much. I feel like at some point that's going to come to like a real head. Like the Nathan thing kind of brings it to a head. But this is going to happen again. Like they're going to have mm-hmm. these issues again because I don't I don't really see Molly realizing that she needs to chill out. Like significantly in a way that is considerate of other people. So when I was watching them, I'm always like, man, I wonder how long they're actually going to be friends. Like are they going to be friends forever? Like... Tiffany, you know where you stand with Tiffany. Tiffany's just a bad person, so you just you deal with it. She's the bad person in the crew. You're used to it. You accept it. You're annoyed with it. Kelly's the loud, obnoxious one, but she's also fun, right? You know you're going to have a good time with her, and she means well. She's also she always she's going to tell you what you need to hear, whether you need it, whether you want to hear it or not. Like you know where people are, but because Molly and Easter are so close, like I feel like that that natural tension of growth versus stagnation. It's going to cause like a real rift for them somewhere along the line. Probably over a dude too. Probably, probably some, <laughs> over some man somewhere. And largely because of Molly not listening to everybody telling her what she already knows and her having to distance herself from it. Um, I don't know. What y'all think? Y'all, y'all think they're friends forever? No. No. Listen, I completely agree. You're <laughs> <laughs> adamant about this. Right. <laughs> I t- look, I take you one further. Issa, I believe, Issa Ray, not Issa, what's her name, Issa, Issa D? Issa D, yep. No, Issa Ray does not believe that women can be friends. What? What no. in the heck? Okay. No. No. This is scalding hot. Let me, let me sit down and lean back in my chair. Okay. I don't know how we're going to let's hear it. <laughs> None of the women on this show are friends. If you pay attention to their interactions, Molly and Issa definitely are not friends. They like to look at each other and, and show the other person shows them how they're doing better than the other person. Like, Issa but Issa's feel, never doing better. <laughs> Issa feel good that she don't have Molly problems. Molly feel good that she don't have Issa's problems. Kelly uh, is will get mean and personal on you in a second. Tiffany is aloof and distant and um, what's the word? She thinks she's better than everybody. I mean, none of the four women who are supposed to have a, a, a long-term friendly relationship are actually friends. And the show I, repeatedly. Shows I don't believe that. That was a lot. That was a lot. I don't know about that. You got friends like them. You don't think that people can have different friendship styles? That doesn't mean that that they're not friends. That they don't have a desire to be friends, or they don't really care about the next person. Their personalities just shine through in a way that may not be, you know, everybody's particular flavor. But that doesn't mean that they're not friends. I don't know, I don't man. Think. About Tiffany, no, no, uh, no baby shower. I don't know, man. But everybody—that's not everybody's judge. Like, I, I'm not the throw the baby shower friend. I will come. I will come early and help you set up. But I'm not coordinating shit. 
That's not what I do. But, but I mean, also that that baby shower situation. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought I remember watching that episode and feeling like, wow, this is some real shit. Particularly because, like, personally, I feel like I'm at the stage in life where you know my friends are starting to get married and everybody's having kids, and like you really do start to see kind of friend groups evolve in a way where you know people are entering these new stages in life and like. Yeah, sometimes people grow apart. You make new friends who you feel like are more suited to this stage of your life versus other friends who are more suited to another stage of your life. And, you know, some people don't really know how to deal with that. And it hits people in a different way when they're not evolving in the same way that you are. Um, So, I mean, I don't and that doesn't mean that the friendship was wasn't real. It just means that some that sometimes you do grow apart like that. That Mm -hmm. happens. That's a real thing. And, I, and I, to your point, Janae, I think that can happen. I think the original question, do we think that Molly and Issa will be friends forever? I could see them not being as close friends. I don't think they'll ever be like on like not speaking terms, but I could see them definitely like growing apart and not having the same type of relationship dynamic that they do now. I can definitely see that. I definitely see Molly violating in a way where they would not be on speaking terms at some point. They are very oh, close you see to that? terms on a regular basis. Potentially. Oh. Potentially, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't it, know I, what. Yeah, I see it because I can see Issa finding love from somebody uh-huh. because I, I like I can see even her. Let's I can see her ending up in a relationship and Molly continuing to do the same thing she does and not and that causing a rift because they do take low blows at times. Like it just yeah. you know like that that's the nature of their relationship and one of those low blows gonna connect in a way that you can't recover from. Yeah, you know I, I mean think- or Molly's jealousy and Molly's. Maybe jealousy might not be the right term, but her her desire for that thing that she can't get yeah. and seeing it and being annoyed by the fact that she can't get it. And this person who, you know, her friend, but like, why is this working out for her? You know, like I can see that becoming a sticking point for them mm-hmm. and they just naturally drift a little bit. You know, they yeah. start making the phone calls like, well, I ain't heard from you. And they're like, what's going on? Oh, nothing, know, girl. Man. We fine. They go hang out and it, it just <laughs> happens more and more often. It's going to be worse than yeah. a natural drift. I'm surprised that they were friends after the fight in the first episode. The first episode <laughs> on each other. And they were just, oh, yeah. you know, an episode or two later. I don't know, man. Well, Jabri, yeah. we clearly see that's a friendship style that would not work for you. Mm. <laughs> it's not rocking. <laughs> but people have different, yeah, pe- people, you know, have different, you know, standards and levels of, of shit that they're willing to deal with and if that works for them it's, it clearly has worked for them up to a certain point but again i think as you know Issa continues to grow and evolve and and really kind of stand up for herself and and i don't know that you know molly i think molly is used to kind of being like you know the friend that on paper has it together and Issa's kind of the friend that you know is a little bit of a hot mess but at least if Issa starts to really get her shit together is molly going to start to feel threatened and is she going to really be able to be genuinely happy for her friend Right. That's the issue. It's like that genuine happiness doesn't exist because I do think you can have a group of friends that have very different friendship styles. Right. And you just for whatever reason, either because of history or whatever, you just work. But as long as everybody can be genuinely happy for each other's wins in life, then I think it can work because at the core, you have that foundation of like genuine friendship and like love, like you actually love each other. You know, like that exists. I'd be wondering about them, too, man, because it just seems like. 
I just, I, it, it mostly because I just, like I said, I see Issa growing. I don't see Molly growing. And I think that's going to be, you know, something could change. But five years from now, if they weren't homies, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, question. Of all the of all of, of, of Issa's suitors that we had, Lawrence, we had Daniel, um, and Nathan, like the three, the, the main ones here, which one do y'all think best suited Issa? Well, Nathan's mm. married with the with, with the secret family, so <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I mean, that don't mean that don't mean they don't work. It just means that he got some complications. Mm. I don't know. I actually think the the present day Lawrence and Issa are perfect for each other. I don't know. I don't really see it for the others. I really don't. Uh, I thought Issa Daniel probably was a better fit. I don't know why. I just I just thought their vibe no. probably was. Yeah, I think no, like. I... Lawrence is gonna be more structured, like the corporate type dude. I don't see Issa ever wanting to be that. Like she's that's some brand the, new. That's brand new, huh? But well, that's I, that's I, who I he wants to be. That's who he's though. that's who he wanted to be the whole time, though, right? He's wanted to be that dude the whole time, and now he's there. Like Issa, she's more like the free spirit, you know. Uh, I agree, actually. I, do I agree think her that. and Daniel probably would would mesh in, on that level. I They're think Daniel people. has like a savior <laughs> complex, though. Well, I don't think once, once, really... Lawrence, once Lawrence hit executive, once Lawrence hit executive level, he's not gonna be cool with Easter planning parties and block parties. <laughs> Let me tell you, like that that that's just not gonna mesh well for them. But you know, though, it seemed like to me that Lawrence actually was kind of encouraged by Easter, kind of stepping out on her own and wanting to do this thing. That she was passionate about and it almost seemed like he was second guessing himself like hmm, maybe I should be trying to get back and then right Issa had told him at the at, when they went to the little you know outdoor movie thing she was like you know I'm, I don't think I'm gonna do the party I'm putting it on hold you know it's, it got too hard it got too difficult and then Lawrence kind of sat back and was like hmm you know maybe this wasn't the right move after all I think that you know I think Lawrence was was intrigued by what he saw in Issa um, but I think that having that conversation kind of, you know, pushed him to try to move on and try something different. Um, I don't know that Daniel is the right person for her either, though, because I think Daniel has a bit of a savior complex and he liked having Issa with him as long as she could depend on him. And I don't know that he really would want Issa if, if she was, you know, out here doing it on her own. I, I think she probably needs yeah. Nico now. You know what, Janae? You you made me think of something. When when Lawrence was talking to his dad, he was saying that um, he wanted somebody that would like work it out and make it stick yeah. and you know do what it takes. And then in that in the conversation that he had with Issa in the same episode, she was saying how it just wasn't working and she wasn't really willing to try. I think he was turned off by that. Exactly. I think yeah. Lawrence is a dreamer at heart because if you remember, he was trying to be an entrepreneur and he yeah. wasn't successful. I think he deep down, yeah, yep, deep down, he really wants to be that type of free spirit person. Yeah. It just didn't work for him, um, and I think that uh, it, like I think that he maybe um, what's the word values that part of Issa. Um, he admires that part of Issa, and when she doesn't when she doesn't use that natural, I guess, free spirit that she has, it kind of turns him off. Yeah, I, I just want them. I want you're them. Right. Yeah, his dad was like, you know, you young people don't want to work for everything. You know, you got to make your own happy ending. And I think he really took that to heart. And when it seemed like Issa was giving up, 
you know, that just made him feel like, well, maybe this isn't where I need to be. And maybe she hasn't, you know, he thought that she had, you know, kind of gotten out of that comfort zone and was, you know, this person that was really out here living her dreams. But it then, you know, it kind of seemed like, well, maybe she hasn't. And so, but I think that is, I think you're right. I think that he's, he's definitely a dreamer at heart. And I think that he's looking for somebody to kind of support that in him. Um, and I think, you know, it kind of looked, it, it, it didn't look probable that Issa was that person, even though, you know, you realize after they ended up having that conversation that Issa, you know, is, you know, back with plan in the party, but, you know, it was just the conversation that they had at that moment. All right. Well, where do you what do you what are you all looking forward to in this next season? Like, what are some storylines you're interested in seeing in season four? Lawrence finding a bad chick and throwing it up in Issa's face every episode. Didn't he already do that? Another one and doing it for a second, <laughs> <laughs> doing it for a second season and coming to the next dinner with the chick right on his side. Yeah. <laughs> Well, sitting right, sitting right to next point, to Easter. To that point, though, it seems like Lawrence is dating home girl that Issa is, you know, throwing the block party with. Like the girl that's helping her throw the block party. Mm-hmm. That girl ended up going out on a date with Lawrence, and so I wonder if one, they're still going to be together. Two, if the girl has made the connection that Lawrence and Issa are exes. Because also it seemed like at the end, Issa was feeling hopeful about Lawrence. She started looking at him kind of different. And so what is that, you know, reveal going to be like when she finds out that Lawrence is dating this girl, that she's become tight with, that she's become close with, that they're working together? What does that dynamic mean for he and Lawrence? What does that dynamic mean for Issa and homegirl? I think that's going to be a mess. I'd like to see if if Nathan has a secret family in Houston. (laughs) (laughs) I'd really like to know what's going on there. Nathan is definitely Nathan a wild is card. What'd you say, Janae? I said Nathan is definitely elusive. Yeah. I, that was hey, a cliffhanger for me. Where do we see Molly going? Molly's ruining her life. <laughs> do we think that she'll be together with the Asian dude? Is, is he going to give her the time of day? I hope not. I and think full disclosure, I haven't actually seen the trailer for the for the upcoming season. I watched it. I do not remember the trailer for the upcoming season, so I wonder if any of this is addressed in there. But I'm assuming you more responsible people have seen this stuff. So uh, I don't watch trailers. <laughs> Fair enough. I want to be surprised. The trailer in my imagination. Trailer. All right. All right well, then, then, then Molly. What do we what do we think about Molly then? Meh. I hope Molly is going to be on a new, like, zen kick. Like, I hope that she has, like, been in therapy real heavy. That she I'm hoping that she has completely relaxed and is really about her self-care and and not trying to be so um, controlling of her environment and the people around her. I hope that she's relaxing some more. So you think that apologies to Andrew, that that was foreshadowing where she's going? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Cool. I hope so, too. Nah. I don't have no faith in her, but I hope so, too. <laughs> I'm more worried about her professionally. Like, yeah. she's burning bridges already. Yeah. I mean, I probably, I think she'll, she'll probably be excelling in the office, again, like on paper with the bosses, but I don't know that her co-worker, that she's going to be back in good graces with her co-workers. I think she'll probably be more on the outs. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably right too. Um let's see. Let's see, Daniel. I mean not Daniel. Um Lawrence, we talking about him. They what, what do we see? What is Lawrence's ceiling here in the insecure <laughs> universe? Where what's, what's Lawrence's ceiling here? He's getting back together with Issa. Yeah. Last episode is Laura Issa. I mean Lawrence Issa wedding. Oh uh, no, that's not. Happening. I don't see. Oh, uh, I mean it could happen. Getting together. It could I happen. I think the culmination is. He still, he still cares for her. Definitely Lawrence and Issa getting back together. I'm gonna be mad if that's the ending. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be On the show, maybe not this season, but the show. I would cry. I'm gonna be upset and disappointed if that happens. I would. I mean, I think they belong. I think they. They would. Wait, like Bourbon and Borderline. Like Bourbon and Borderline. I'm gonna stop watching. <laughs> if Lawrence, <laughs> if Lawrence get get back with Issa, I'm I'm gonna stop watching. Y'all gonna be one oh, man short. <laughs> I mean, I think really that's the only way the show continues to work with him in it. Is yeah. if they have this constant relationship of some sort, like. Like it makes sense for the it makes sense for them to be together. I they think could do a, they could do a fling, you know, like maybe he, she could be his side chick for a, a minute, you know. We could do something like that. She ain't no side chick. She come on. She was in the photograph. It's too late for side chicks. Nah, it's never. Too I was late. gonna ask y'all. Um, I was gonna ask y'all because part of the billing, part of the lead up for season three was that Lawrence wasn't gonna be in it, and then they start off the season. He's nowhere to be found. That he kind of shows up at the second half of the season. And you know what? They deliberately lied to us about that, and I, I'm upset. I just remember you just reminded me of that. That's all. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because like having us feel like he wasn't going to show up gave the show like a different energy, like a different space. Like we were looking at Daniel, like Daniel was legit, as opposed to looking at Daniel and comparing him to Lawrence. Comparing Lawrence, yeah, that's a good point. Like, it was better that the ghost of Lawrence wasn't hanging over the shelf. And it was yeah. for that time that Lawrence wasn't on there. Yeah. What did y'all true. think when Lawrence showed back up? I was blown. It was Actually, no, I, it was mixed. It was it was typical, nigga. As soon <laughs> as <laughs> as soon as because they had Coachella, Sheena had her and Nathan on the up and up, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, who shows up out of nowhere? What it. are the odds? It's like, what? Wh- where did you come from? Typical. Typical. That's mm-hmm. the way I feel. But that again, that's real life. That's really how it be. That's really how it be. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's right. It 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 does end up that way because it works that way for men and women. It goes both ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always popping up. Well, I'm gonna be right, Team so... Lawrence all season four, just so y'all know. So every week I'm gonna be on oh, here. Tiffany. I'm Team Lawrence and Issa. Whatever. Tiffany will have her baby, perhaps, probably. <laughs> I kind of want more of a Kelly storyline too. Like, I feel like she, what a gem she is. She's amazing. She's so. The funny. only thing that can make this show better for me is if somehow uh, Jimmy Dale was Lawrence's uncle. Oh my he, god! Is that is that a is that a possibility? You going network here, like. Uh... <laughs> If he could appear on this and show, there are probably people listening to this who have no idea who Jimmy Dale is. Exactly, Jimmy Dale is a character, uh, David Allen Greer's character from Bourbon and Borderline. Well, not Bourbon and Borderline from Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar too. Yeah, on a whole other network. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll okay. agree in that. I wouldn't mind a David Allen Greer cameo. They need. They need to introduce I, one foolish character this season. 
to liven it up. They, they should bring it Lonnie Love. They, 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 that would be fun. I can't believe that the Michael <laughs> yeah. Williamson as the pastor was just a cameo. I feel like they got to think that was funny a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Also, looking forward to the uh, the show within a show. What what the show within a show is going to be? Oh now, yeah, Dude North. Dude North was my favorite show for a minute. That was so good. <laughs> Dude, Dude I can. I love saying I hate slavery Same. whenever it's possible. It was such a perfect. I hate slavery. <laughs> it's always so ridiculous. Statement. Yes, I'm. I'm curious to see what they'll do with that too. I'm curious about like the show has done such a good job with like weaving in pop culture references and stuff. Like that's one reason. That's one thing I really enjoyed about watching it again is how timely they are and how good they are with those one liners that. Or like callbacks to other things. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how they how they keep that spirit alive. Um, all right. Any other any other thoughts, concerns, prayers? Nah, man. Sick and shut in. Nope. Ready for Sunday. My schedule is wide open, so I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> Everybody's schedule is wide open. Day. I think everybody is. They might have their biggest numbers ever. What else? Yes. What else will we be doing? Right. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this intro episode for uh, Bourbon and Bouches, our Insecure podcast. Um, we look forward to, to to sharing our journey of the season with everybody. And uh, like we do, like we always do about this time, have a black one. Damn. Bye. 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 <laughs> This podcast already no more hurt. I'm just here to give you all that you deserve. See you at your worst. I just want to give you better. Might not be your first, but I want to be your forever. Baby, you've been searching steady, hurting. All I ask is you to come through the night. Fuck that nigga, he ain't doing you right. Don't think about it, just fulfill your delight I know it's been a long time, but I'm on time